you know, the last trading day of the week sort of seemed to be a give-back day and was fairly featureless and slightly lower. But the one bright spot where the healthcare, not really healthcare, I guess hospital stocks more than anything else, HCA had some good numbers and had good performance. And Dallas-based tenant just surprised everybody with much better than expected earnings. And the stock took off, which is certainly good news for all the shareholders and the executive chairman, Ron Rittmeyer, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, David. Well, the bar was set pretty low for not only Tenet, but for the whole group. What was what was the turnaround uh, that, that, that well, made I, things so much better in the quarter? Yeah, I don't know if it was a turnaround. We, we finished quarter one very strong, and we maintained our guidance coming into Q2. We never went public and said, we were going to cut our guidance or reduce our performance. Um, some of our um, contemporaries did that, but we did not do that. So, you know, we, we, uh, we ran into, I would say, two unplanned major events. COVID cases have gone up and they continue to increase, uh, which puts a lot of pressure on us across all of our hospitals. Uh, and then we had that cyber event that we disclosed some time ago. Uh, where we ended up uh, really uh, hurting our uh, our volume because we had to go on diversion and other things while we sorted through the mess uh, that the, uh, the, the the threat actor did. Um, we attributed about a hundred million dollar loss uh, in both revenue and earnings to that um, cyber event, uh, and um, but we were able to absorb that with some uh, CARES Act money that was due to us uh, in the past and right. just finally and then arrived uh, this quarter. So you could think of the CARES Act as and the cyber event as offsetting for now. Um, let, we let, have let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go back and ask yeah. you about the cyber event for just one second because sure. I'm curious. Is that something that's insurable? Can you buy? I mean, every, yeah, we, everybody knows we, they're going to get hacked somehow. Yeah, we we have a we have adequate insurance for all of it, uh, so we're not we're not concerned about that at this point. Um, and you know, this will drag on. The problem is the unfortunately insurance companies are very slow, uh, which is normal. Uh, but uh, this will this will settle itself out, I hope, over the next six months, and um, and then you got to deal with you know the class action suits that just pop up automatically uh, whenever there's any one of these, and we're confident that we'll handle those appropriately as well. Okay, so. and let, let me go back and ask you about the other event, and I I, I think we've talked we've talked about this before, but let me re ask. So when COVID cases uptick. It costs you money. It one would think well, that it, you would make money out of this. Yeah, it depends on the acuity of the case and how serious the case is. But it, you know, it it it's not only the case of the person coming in. Uh, the current um, uh, uh, variant uh, also affects our employees. So, as you know, the world's now converted pretty much to no masks, and you know, life is normal. So unfortunately, it affects our staff, uh, shortens our staff, and uh, we have to look at uh, do we have the capacity to handle uh, normal volumes uh, because we're short-staffed. And, you know, their shortages are already tight, 
and uh, that just adds to it. So those are the things that affect when I talk about the COVID cases going up. It has more of an effect not only for people coming in. The hospitals are not overrun at all, uh, but it has more of an effect on your staffing and your uh, – and then, you know, USPI, whether they're um, – their uh, primary offices are fully staffed and open, whether the people get worried about COVID so they decide to postpone an elective uh, surgery or, uh, or between the time they're scheduled and that actually happens, they end up testing positive. So, I mean, it's a, it's a variety of things. It's not just one, one situation. You mentioned USPL. Let's go back to that. And again, everybody, it's we're talking about United Surgical Partners, which has right. become a growing part of Tenant Healthcare around here. I guess we see the brand as as Baylor Scott and White, uh, right. ambulatory hospitals. But I was intrigued to see you're projecting that by the end of next year, that's going to be half or over half of your business, and and the the actual hospital business is going to shrink. Well, the, the hospital business won't necessarily shrink. It will just be overtaken by USPI's earnings. So when you think about from an earnings standpoint, our earnings will go up. Most of that will come out of USPI. Um, you know, we, we achieved 15% adjusted EBITDA growth, um, excluding grants, uh, in this quarter. Uh, surgical cases are back at about 100% of pre-pandemic uh pandemic levels. And um, even with COVID, I mean, we did very, very well. But, you know, the hospitals, by the way, are still doing very well. I mean, they, you know, they drove an 11.8% adjusted EBITDA margin, which is a very strong result. Uh, the cyber thing is a one-time impact, so you've got to live with that happening and moving on. Uh, but we feel very good that the uh, labor market is challenging, uh, as, as you've heard from other providers. But we have really developed a very disciplined and measured approach as we na- as we navigate that. So, um, uh, you know, I think those are some interesting stats. Yeah. And by the way, the COVID cases as a percent of admissions for us was, um, you know, 3% in um, Q2. So that's, you know, it's down. But yeah. uh, May and... Uh, I mean, April and May were very tough months for us between the two of those things. June looked very much better, and uh, so that's what gives us great optimism. You know, looking at the, the, the growth rates, I mean, the, the ambulatory, the U.S. surgical partners that we've just been talking about, certainly, you know, out, is outperforming the hospitals and, and Conifer, the, you know, the third unit. Sure. So is this all or, organic? Are you still growth by acquisitions, um, opening new locations? Yeah, it's it's both. It's both. Uh, we added um, uh, this uh, u- urology deal with 22 uh, additional centers. Uh, we opened, I think, another seven in the quarter. Uh, and we continue to plan at least to invest $200 million, uh, annually. So, uh, and then... I don't know if you you saw it, but we did acquire the remaining five percent that was uh, ownership, which was with Baylor. So you're and, you're hundred percent uh, now ownership. Now we're hundred percent, but we still have a tremendously deep uh, partnership with Baylor. I mean, they're one of our our largest JVs in the country, and uh, we continue to to um, 
really be pleased with them as a partner. They're just terrific. You know, your business just fascinates me. And I, you know, and it wasn't too long ago that you were having to learn about this business because you've, you know, worked in sort of every sector of corporate America. But this business is is really evolving. I, I was intrigued to see Amazon go in, you know, full bore, buying one medical, paying over $3 billion. It looks like they're getting into the, I guess that's the walk-up care business, the sort yeah, of dock-in-a-box business. Is that, This is not a competitor to you. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, everybody's a competitor. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I think this it plays well for Amazon. It also helps their prescription, judge, uh, uh, prescription drug program um, as another source of uh, – um, outlet. So, but is this? I mean, the business overall seems to be consolidating. Still, it, 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 um, are there still yeah, new th- players coming in? Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know if there's new players, but there's always going to be the fringe guys that work on uh, things like Amazon's working on, or or somebody else. But uh, I think on balance, the major players are still the major players. So how's your your vision? What did you what did you tell the analysts? Can you you have some good guidance for the remainder of the year? Yeah, well, we we maintained our guidance uh, despite all these uh, ins and outs, uh, which is good news. And we um, so we'll have a good year, we believe. Um, and you know, going forward, you already cited the USPI stuff. I mean, our vision is what you know the strategy that we have is the same strategy we started with when I when I came in as CEO uh, back when, uh, is to grow the ambulatory business, consolidate a bit of the hospital business, and we've done that. You know, the most recent sale was our Miami business, but we're still a major player in Palm Beach. We're the largest system in Palm Beach, and we, we have a lot of uh, surgery centers in Florida. So, you know, we're very careful where we go. We're, we're building... Um, you know, a new hospital. It's all, it's ready to open almost up in Fort Mill, uh, which is part of our South Carolina strategy. Uh, it's right on the edge of Charlotte, and and we expect that to fill very quickly. And we're expanding uh, or we beginning to expand plans in San Antonio, which we're again one of the largest players. So we're we're feeding those markets where we are a big player, and then markets that we don't see. Uh, our ability to really grow or, or be a number one or two, we're, we we have uh, consolidated. Any interest in, in, in having a hospital here in your backyard now that that uh, Baylor is not a partner anymore or not a not an owner in USPI? No, not at all. They're still a partner. Remember, we have the largest JV yeah. in the country yeah. with them. But, you know, Baylor, we had hospitals here, and we sold them all to Baylor. Baylor is the player, and – uh, it, it's it's not smart for us to try to compete in a market where we're not going to be the number one or two. Makes sense. Ron Rittmeyer is the executive chairman of Tenant Healthcare, coming off a, a, a gangbuster quarter. It's always good to spend some time with you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, David. It's Thank- a pleasure. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.